Hello everyone. Welcome to this 21st edition of Clarity Chat podcast. I have with me Shweta Vadhera, Managing Director Accenture Consulting and ex-CIO at Hero Cycles. In today's session, she is going to talk about designing a diverse early career roadmap, being hands-on and always learning, balancing life with career, championing diversity, motivating girls on shop floor, not always saying yes to business and building a personal brand of no nonsense outcomes. One thing that defines her is being absolutely hands-on. This is the 21st episode of Clarity Chat podcast and here comes an exciting discussion with Shweta. Welcome Shweta to Clarity Chat podcast. Did you know that 83% of technology implementations fail to achieve expected business outcomes? Well, managing technology is incredibly complex. IT covers all processes and everything IT does impacts people in some way. The function is only 3 decades old but changing at the fastest pace. Technology industry is highly profitable with intense marketing. Tech companies have the vast majority of the tech talent, not you. Clarity Chat purpose is rooted in helping you solve IT challenges for business success, to help you decode the complexity, to help you leverage partners effectively, to help you partner with business more effectively, to help you manage change better, to help you attract talent. You get this clarity via experiences of CIOs and business leaders shared informally and candidly over a cup of tea. Welcome to the Clarity Chat podcast. Please share with us what your relationship with your son technically looks like. Find us a loaded question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, relationship with my son, besides love and affection, is really of for me to stay updated with ever evolving tech. I set up a small lab, tinkering with all the tech toys possible, and my son in the process enjoyed. When he was younger, he would look on, and then he wanted to connect those wires himself, write that piece of code himself, and he thought he knew it, he figured it, and our journey kept going from there. Some uh, recent experiments we've done in recent past is really biosensing origami hand. So what we're really doing is you're picking up the pulse uh, from here and remotely with my hand movement driving the origami hand grip and this could really be anything so it's been very very interesting we took about a couple of months to do it but you know it was about experimentation learning and implementing it another one we recently did which actually post covid everything turned class the meetings and our entire household is like a digital workplace so we and he comes up with the idea how do we figure out whether we are attentive in the in the class half the kids are not listening or not attentive so we made this image analytics based solution we named it watchbot which is picking up the interaction in the in the meeting or in the class and is actually turning out an attentiveness score that how attentive you are is really a uh, very interesting we could actually roll it out into a software product but of course we left it at an experiment but these are just a few but yes it's been interesting uh, working with him and i'm glad that he's developed a deep interest in Let's look at uh, you know from the lens of your journey. Let's do it like in a little bit past phase. Tell us about your childhood up to college and first job. Do you remember anything which gave you an indication that you will end up in uh, technology roles? 
So it's been interesting and yet very simplistic journey, Jagdish. I started with engineering, like every bright kid at our age or our times, right? STEM and then for that engineering. So mechanical engineering is what interested me always. You know, I think something to do with industrial ran and I did my management from Nitty Mumbai. But after my mechanical engineering, I realized that there are no real internships for women in the mechanical industry, right? Even figuring out basic course completion related internships, I had to really use Parental Connects because despite being the scholarship holder, being a woman, you wouldn't find an internship. So, and, and when I landed actually on the shop floor, I realized there are no women on the shop floor. And hence, people really did not know how to deal work with women when they are on the shop floor. In my quest to continue this journey, as I studied, looked at the office environment, I decided that AutoCAD or design was one area where, which was more like mechanical jet office and can make me independent on my own. So I decided to pursue that. I picked up AutoCAD as a parallel course to my engineering, learned that. And then in the, in the internship that I had picked up, that was in the piston manufacturing plant. So I did the piston designing, piston stress analysis and leveraged at that time C, C++ is what we used to learn to do that stress analysis on the piston in phase as the uh, engines are ignited. And that really gave me the basic inkling that yes, that's an area I can work towards because really very beautifully brings together two areas of my interest. But of course, did not yet have that level of clarity that I would be doing what I am. I pursued my education journey, finished my industrial management from Niti Mumbai. Before I picked up Niti Mumbai, there was a period of about a year when I worked in a very small real estate company as a DBA. Database management really interested me. Inventory management related uh, homegrown ERPs, what I was building and supporting as part of that journey. And when I started my management, I picked up various Oracle certifications. And NITI is known for supply chain. And I, of course, they were very accomplished faculty teaching us supply chain there. And I also took up APIC certifications. So hence, I think mechanicals, industrials, digital, and supply chain merger started happening in my journey very early on. And right there, as luck would have it, from the campus of NITI, General Electric picked me in the uh, information management leadership program. And that marked a great start to a very, very long and I would say a tumultuous journey I had, you know, uh, in my company. No, that's great, Shweta. And, you know, uh, I kind of see this whole, you know, rotation between, uh, between, you know, supply chain, engineering, you know, design and all of that. By the way, you know, just to, uh, just to pull your leg a little bit like you know you said like all talented kids i i got into engineering so uh, <laughs> you, have, you have you have confessed to being talented and i just want to make that point no, I, I, <laughs> I mean everybody who was academically inclined picked up stem <laughs> okay okay uh, I guess, I guess, I guess, what I just picked up on also had to do with your shyness on social media, and we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Okay, Shita, talk about your G IMLP role. Um, you know, I think it's a very, very uh, good program for young IT leaders to pick up. You know, the skills required to be uh, a holistic IT IT leader. Now, I want you, to, I want you to give a twist to it. You know, there are a whole host of people out there in our audience who are not, who don't have the, you know, sort of framework of an IMLP. MLP to take themselves through. So what could they sure. do on their own? Talk about your MLP and just talk about some of the learnings, you know, that people could apply on their own, you know, as they're building up an IT management career. So in the IMLP journey, that program is very, very, I think, thoughtfully designed is what I would say. 
which is it's, it focuses on that people are able to acquire different business functions, especially understand finance, financial aspects of it. Uh, as well, but huge focus on the core value chain. And when I say core value chain, it's the tech value chain. For example, I worked during my those two years in terms of rolling out packet solutions, building products from scratch, delivering on infrastructure for high performance So getting pretty well-rounded experience across the tech chain and and also taking away the hesitation that if I ever took, I I am a DBA and then uh, say a business system analytics kind of skill set. Am I being, am I capable of picking up an infrastructure role and delivering on it? Am I capable of running a huge outsourcing program? All of those apprehensions really go away in first two years as you pick up and deliver on those solutions or or those projects. And the evaluation is very very strict right uh, you are evaluated every three months with very senior leadership tech leadership within general electric on what you're doing how you're delivering on those engagements now to take this in parallels to someone who does not have access to a program like this how could one do i think really draw out what your destination to, and it's not easy but uh say even if you have a broad framework of what kind of roles you want to say it leader is what you want to be in your domain then look what are the key tenets of of an IT leader or an accomplished IT leader. For those deep tenets could be business knowledge, it could be financial knowledge, or it could be tech pillars. First two, three years, four years maybe, try hands-on all of it, right? Uh, Because that really brings you a, a, a very informed decision on what you will be really good at rather than first thing you took and organizations kept hiring you for that and and hence that's your so taking those bets in terms of actually being hands-on having experience delivered on these assignments i think is a great value that people get out of it and one should experiment in early years and besides experimentation people on technical path do not focus on presentation skills this is another big thing that we got out of the program where those soft skills were focused when we presented our presentations were recorded experts in the fields will play it back to us tell us Shweta look where your hand is look where your eyes are how are you connecting with the audience those small inputs and nuances really help build your executive presence and and anybody who's doing it on their own should also focus on you know content connect while you you work on building that content and then how do you communicate communicate and communicate because for tech leadership role that is another very critical skill set and one should focus on even if it's about practicing in front of the mirror if you can't have recordings and professional feedbacks but work on it in your own resources that's that, that's really an awesome way to connect you know your uh, learnings or of your privilege of going through an MLP program to someone who has to do on his own so I mean, let me let me play it back a little bit i think communication is very important that's one thing i picked up i know somewhere i see that you know as technology folk unless you're on the other side which is selling it you know you're not uh, really taught the art of communication yeah i can also reflect back on this one it's interesting that when i became the cio and you know we had to really uh, deal with a global uh, set of companies that we had and I kind of uh, understood the same problem and I designed a, a training program along with my HR for uh, you know presentation skills and you know those soft skills sort of two-day outing it was also a, like you know a, a motivator for the team but it was really helpful in like you know brushing up and and you know it's good to do something like this at like this at an early stage I can just pick up on that a little bit more you know there are programs like Toastmasters that technology managers could you know participate in 
and uh, you know and hone their uh, communication and presentation skills the other takeaway i have from this one of career building is like you know don't don't like don't get fixated on that i just want to do this because this is something hot in the market right, right. try your hands at a different set of things i mean it's a, a huge buffet out there of business functions technology functions and all of that and uh, what you need to do is to learn a lot of it and then you know maybe afterwards decide that you know what suits your temperament and your talent best now coming back to uh, you know amrinder's question shweta i think you know working in uh, e transportation and then in hero cycle how would the shop floor of near future look like to you so sorry say that question how does the shop floor how would the shop floor of near future look like to you 2025 Wow. So that's a very, very interesting question. I think, see, shop floors are evolving with Industry 4.0 happening. Another, let me call it X.0, right? Because there is so much tech happening in the field. We could really be, and it's actually some parts of it is already right there. where you have you know machines running robotic machines running in a completely automated manner for your manufacturing end to end without manual touch points the it ot integrations right the whole scada integrations and streamly taking our uh, manufacturing journey to the next level in the value chain so shop floors are evolving significantly evolving from you know just feed the demon erps to really taking on the whole process of manufacturing it's uh while we are not fully there but i think for that evolution journey there is a significant progress that is being made and uh, we would all be all be there where i think all we would be manufacturing is robotic arms and robotic machines and the shop floors or the repetitive part of it will be taken care by itself okay, i think that's a good way to differentiate you know the yeah. repetitive parts of it will be uh, will be taken away which may also include the more and more intelligent parts of this repetitive process like planning and all right. that you know yeah. the, the the creative stuff may still be with uh, the human absolutely, absolutely. yeah so uh, uh, yeah we have uh, amar siddiqui here hi amar and uh, then i move on to a question from seshu actually uh, you know i was i was about, i was about how to ask that question as part of my list of questions to you but sure. if seshu asked that i give preference to that how do you say no to business without arousing resentment please let me know your own experience and you know any brainchild of yours i'll call it like any principle of yours you use yeah so uh, we need to understand the genesis of the ask and before any requirement really comes to you i think there is a huge need of having that empathy and connect with the business you need to really understand what business priorities are from a broader outcome level where is what is that say end of this year what are the large kpis business wanting then when requirement comes to you from left right center which is not really aligning to those outcomes that's where you know with that empathy with that connect knowing that larger outcome you can always say what's being brought up a doesn't align b aligns but is not that high on priority right so it is a power of saying no comes in a lot of background work that you are uh, going to be doing in terms of understanding and connecting with the larger big wise as we used to call it in general electric the larger outcomes that the organization is going 
enough. If you've got the view of that, and if you look at every requirement in terms of rolling up and delivering to that outcomes, and whether the cost benefit is really aligning, I think uh, you yes and no comes. You don't have to say it. Okay. It's okay. Automatically. That's great. Okay. That's great, Shweta. Um, so, Shweta, now let's let's pivot onto a, a completely different aspect of your life. You know, which is something you know, which I'm sure there are a lot of uh, you know our lady colleagues out there who may be interested in. How difficult has it been working and being a mother and homemaker? What compromises you have to make, or let me put it a little more positively, like you know, how did you have to sort of plan differently for for it? You know, when when you are down, uh, sometimes you know you need mentors. So tell us a little bit about you know who mentored you in those times, and you know, and and how should you deal with difficulties when you're a woman? And I mean, in terms of your advice to uh, whoever is listening to this. Sure. Absolutely right. I think our time it was motherhood, and today it's parent. I think equally applicable to both men and women who are trying to fight it out. And being a parent or a mother, in my case, right, and a homemaker and a corporate career. All of it is full-time job, and then if you are in a tech, which is ever-evolving field, which means you need to be consistently learning to upskill, being able to manage it all is definitely difficult. It's like juggling balls in the air. But to me, what worked was actually creating the ecosystem, ecosystem with other working mothers. Right? We joined hands, took rotations of taking kids to classes and whatever that is needed to be able to keep them engaged. And I think another principle that I had that my son should be. He should not be sitting home and waiting when will mom. As long as I plan to be out, he got to be busy. So identify his interests. So my son, for example, enjoyed guitar. He enjoyed tennis. He enjoyed tech tinkering. So lot of experimentation to get to a point. What is that keeps him excited? And then injecting those inputs through his day. So as he's done with the school, he's probably doing A, B, C, whatever works. And that way, by the time you are done with your work and you want to now get back home, your son's still busy doing whatever he loves, and he's thinking, "Oh, she's come home early today again." So uh, I think uh, uh, that works. Creating this ecosystem. And then co-creating these tech projects was the other thing that worked with me, with my son, which I spoke about briefly. Uh, and many such, you know, things have or small hacks have really helped me through my job. And okay. uh, other part of your question, Jagdish, was about mentoring. I think G had very senior, accomplished leaders. Whom I entrusted with one of my seniors in tech industry within General Electric. She would tell me, "Shweta, stay focused. Go slow if you have, but keep at it." And I think in there were difficult times. I did slow down, you know, and and hence I think my recommendation to other women fighting it out or other men, for that matter, fighting it out in this world is if you know you can't run, jog. If you can't jog, walk. Can't walk, crawl, but try to keep going because you'll make your own luck. It's only the time when you'll be out of what feels tougher today you look back you say so yeah. uh, very 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 good advice uh, shweta in fact you know this kind of takes me back to my own trekking uh, you know experiences they say the same thing in trekking as well don't stop oh, okay. it's like yeah you know it's like you know the mountain may seem to be like so high that you may never you you may feel that i will never get there but just keep walking keep walking keep walking you know an inch at a time and and that is one advice that has always helped me like you know i mean take yeah. the toughest track right how much of efforts and satisfaction and sophistication you think are still required in building and engaging cyclist communities through digital in india so a lot needs to get done on uh, cycling communities uh, 
not set up. And I think uh, more effort, for example, say a cyclothon, I think it's whole real estate that is waiting to get owned. And there are, you know, all kinds of marathons, all of that happened. But I think cyclothon itself is a huge real estate out there for some brands like Hero to pick up and run. So I think I would agree with you that it's an area which needs a lot more force. Okay, okay. That's great, Shweta. So, so let's uh, move on to further. So you moved to Max New York Life from GE. Yes. Uh, please share your experience over there. And what what were, uh, what were like two or three of the biggest learning? But before that, I think there's a story of how that role came about. Why don't you share Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so G is a place where I consider I'm born from. I love the opportunities that came my way. I was really enjoying my G journey. And as I, in that role, I was also interfacing industry. So one of very senior colleagues who was representing the, the IT supplier organizations without taking the names of the organization. And uh, he saw me delivering in that. He was part of Max New York Live in past part of the senior leadership. He moved roles from that to Max. And as he got there, he realized that the organization needs to take up the whole tech transformation. It's a very large program for Max. And he thought I could be a great fit. He made a recommendation for me to run that uh, on tech transformation for Max. And one conversation with the chief operating officer then I was part of the Max's journey and very, very interesting journey that Max. Okay. I'll put a placeholder for everyone. That's recommendation number one. Okay. Okay. Wait for for the number two. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So that's how it came about. But yeah, yeah. Tell us like a couple of your learning, maybe a couple of your learnings from uh, Max in your life. So Max. Yeah. I think uh, it was a huge, uh, complete change of industry for me. I had worked in an industrial setup here at General Electric. So was my education. And this was like a center. It's insurance or company. I had never worked in this. This was, I think, one of those unconventional roles where I wasn't really so convinced what and how I will perform. But it was a great role, great opportunity. And I took it head on. So key takeaways there, first thing I did was that for next two months, I worked in every shop for eight to 10 days, whether those were branches, whether those was data entry, where the data entry happens, where underwriting happens, how renewals happens, how claims are processed, how services happens. And uh, I mean, thanks to Matriarch Life for rendering those first 60 to 90 days, working in each shop for eight to 10 days, actually conducting their day-to-day operations. Because if you have to digitally transform something, you need to understand how it works. And what are the challenges which exist in today's ecosystem that you want to solve in the destination state? So having, uh, and I think that was one of the big learning uh, that I had. And second, that was my first full-fledged digital transformation role. I think set me on a right path, starting from blueprinting to delivery. And those were frankly my two biggest that connect with business, do what it takes to spend time and learn the current issues, and then running and driving that transformation role. This was like a parallel team set up to a business run. We call it Everest at that point in time. And every role, whether it's an ops head role, whether it is an IT head role, all of those roles were 
replicated here in miniature format with reporting to the current you know subsequent heads so that you drive that program build those applications and then do the transition of current run over to the newer set of applications that we were building so i think i walked away until date cherish the experience and the learnings i acquired phenomenal uh, shweta i mean i you know that that was one of the things i put in my post about you that you know really hands on and you don't mind getting your hands dirty you don't mind like you know sitting in a customer service agent's place and then you know trying to struggle with the question that the customer asks i mean that's that's uh, again i would say that's placeholder number one so we'll talk about other shops as well uh, but tell us very very briefly about you know your role about the next role that you took you came back to ge and uh, i did and then, yeah. you know and, and what 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 is something different that you did there and uh, before i move on to like you know the particular uh, conversation so as i you know about four four and a half years having spent at max i just got a call from the same manager i was working with in general like he said shweta why don't we catch up for a breakfast at lila so that was it and that breakfast conversation he spoke to me about that there is a, a pnl role a shared services so it's the infrastructure unified collaboration solutions and it's going to be the biggest private cloud it already is the biggest private cloud infrastructure that ge is looking to build up in asia and we are looking at someone who runs with it and at that point in time and i'm talking many years back almost more than a decade at that point in time it's very clear that the decade belongs to cloud so being able to acquire that skill set deliver and run a pnl would have immense learning again one of those unconventional decisions of something i haven't done in the past i i thought it was interesting and truly smack was going to define what decade is going to be in tech and i took it on and there i was back in jgs okay okay no that's great that's great that was recommendation number 2 rather that was like a call number 2 okay now how did you get the i mean the next one how did you get the g transportation jvcio role what did you do oh. like you want me to answer that i think you are the perfect person to answer that question <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let me answer that question. So, sure. You know, so I was I was the international CIO for uh, GE Transportation, and uh, yeah. I, I, you know, one of my deliverables was to deliver the entire IT for the joint venture, the two point six billion dollar uh, joint venture. I came to Delhi and Gurgaon. I saw this whole host of action happening around you know the joint venture, and, you know, some really really deep dive discussions happening on every single process, and I had like other responsibilities of like. You know, three more continents and uh, a team in Bangalore, and I couldn't have moved to Gurgaon. So I actually talked to you know my bosses and and created the role of a joint venture CIO. And then I went about like you know networking within the GE ecosystem for identifying you know the best leader who can be very hands-on, who can be very influential, who can be very business process driven. You know, for taking up this uh, JV CIO role. And that's for all of you. Recommendation number three. I got a recommendation from someone that you know Shweta is. the right person now don't go by what she is doing right now okay go by what she can do and uh, that recommendation basically made me reach out to her uh, the role was based in gurgaon so that was that was a that was a plus for uh, us to move on uh, and to move with it i really had to put a lot of my weight behind it so we will come to that why why did i have to put my weight behind it so shweta tell us about uh, you know your experience in your gcio role uh, what were some of the challenges how did you overcome them I think it's so, it's a whole yeah. it's a whole story like you know setting up the joint venture itself so tell us the IT oh, part of it. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So we set this up ground up. I think I joined. It was Greenfield in two cents, right? An open piece of plot. And uh, the construction on the plant had just begun. So everything, whether it was infrastructure, whether it was blueprinting, the set of applications which were needed, you know, starting from ERPs to simulation centers to IoT-based input monitoring diagnostics, e-services, quality... All that entire tech stack had to be, you know, laid out, those processes to be defined, and then implementation of all these large programs in a battle breath. Well, that was a challenge number one. The, another big challenge was that people, we did not really have people. We were like 10, 15 when I had joined, and that really grew up to about a thousand people in the in the journey. So as new people come in, their fitment from a culture perspective, their understanding of the processes that you had laid out at the start of the, or, or as the, you know, the project was being deployed and set up, creating those kind of modules, which can help them learn, acquire, assimilate and work in the same fashion to which we've designed these systems. Each one, you know, left a great learning. And I think, while I think from a challenges perspective, that was another thing you asked, there was, as I started, there was a bit of skepticism because the plants were in remote interlands. While GE is a very, very progressive organization, but skepticism for being able to run out of a Marhora and a Rosa kind of location, right? And, uh, at, you know, at that point in time, I just thought, and I think guided by the right mentors, I, I took on, I think, first day of job at the plant. So that at least those skepticism are, are really not there, right? When you are out there and you are experiencing the hardships, then you know why people in the plant can't even wait to call on time. So I think the whole walk from the plant to the place where they can take a call while it is under construction and all of that and while the process designing is happening, that itself is a few kilometers. So uh, I guess uh, that empathy when you walk the shoe is another big learning I had. And I think being there also helped me kill the skepticism in almost first 10, 15 days of taking on the role. And it was no looking back after that. It was very, very interesting with all kinds of uh, things, scale-ups in almost every phase. Yeah, I think it was a big statement to make, right? Your first day on the job, on the shop floor. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I think I think that's a takeaway for everyone here that, you know, you uh, you know sometimes you got to make a statement that you mean business, you know. You're joining and you're not joining in the corporate office where you actually otherwise sit in your other role. And you basically go all the way to the plant and, and then join there. That, that kind of, you know, silences a lot of noise with the word go. And, you know, meanwhile, I have got some appreciation for you here from Ramnivas. Thank God I got a chance to work directly under Shweta Ma'am in G Transportation. I experienced that Shweta Ma'am guided me as an elder family member. You're so amazing, Rita Ma'am. Thank you. Thanks, Ma'am. Okay. Now, Shweta, uh, you know, we are like uh, moving towards the last leg of our chat. So, tell us about your experience and learnings with the Hero Cycles. And I think a couple of things here which, you know, I want you to let our audience know. You move from, a, a, you know, many of those MNC cultures to a, you know a family-owned business you know what what is what is what is the different style uh, you had to learn you know what were some of the nice things about the whole uh, move yeah tell us and and then yeah tell us about you know what are some of the things you were doing there absolutely absolutely Jipish. so i think uh, a hero again uh, was a great opportunity uh, i would say one of the landmark opportunities that i had the amount of learning I had at Hero 
you know, culturally, of course, the way of working, like you said, of the organizations is different. But each organization, I think, is headed to an object. And some of the thumb rules don't really change. We need to really see that if an organization has to scale, what are the hygiene issues that needs to get fixed, right? One needs to list that out. And then I think one of the biggest challenges has been in terms of driving the consensus on what is the hygiene, how those hygiene issues can be fixed, and hence what is the stack that we want to go after and how do we prioritize and uh, you know start working on that. The skill set available uh, within the organization, how do you want to add on to the skill set where you see the gaps and where you want to scale. And I would say that's what I had. I had, while it was a long journey, but I had good success in terms of bringing that consensus on that tech roadmap that the organizations thought the journey organization needed to get on and, uh, you know, uh, pick up the journeys for uh, S4 HANA transformation and even front end. And I think that was another big change from a pure play business perspective. I was NG more B2B focused. Max role was B2C, but different context, not industry. Hero cycles was industrial B2C business. So that visibility of secondary sales needs to get generated. Engagement and management of the customer relationship management becomes very, very important. So looking at that front end digital transformation requirements in addition to, say, SCADA implementations and that was another very interesting aspect in a B2C world uh, that we worked on. And then I think uh, another very interesting assignments I worked on as part of Hero was uh, the product digitalization. Cycle is, and especially electric cycles, are very evolved products in a cycle zone. Did you can actually see what is the, you know, we developed an app where you could actually see how much is the battery on the cycle, how far, what range can you travel, start and stop your cycle, whole sort of features where your application or your product is actually integrated digitally and you're able to communicate it, you know, digitally with that. Even uh, the calories burned and a whole sort of features, right? So that really brought in some interesting learnings uh, to, to my journey as well, as well as to the organization. Looks like you Dish is dropped again. Okay. No, no, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Okay. Good. I was I was actually trying to tinker a little bit with the tech here. <laughs> so, All you know, my uh, yeah. No, no, I'm 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 still on the hotspot and the hotspot was misbehaving, so I was just trying oh. to connect to my iPad on on the streaming oh. tool. Uh, but I guess ah, we don't have much tolerance for uh, tech failures here. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you know before we move on to the last round, which is our uh, which is the rapid fire and the and getting even with me with your question, so let me uh, bring up. You know, some more questions here from the audience. So, Sentil Kumar is asking, in the era of collaboration, what are important changes a leader should make, be aware, to be successful? What are the pitfalls? Hey, I am your podcast host, Jagdish Belwal. I had a rich career as CIO at Tata Motors and GE. Now, as an advisor, I help organizations transform with technology. Technology is necessary for digital transformation, but not sufficient. So I help organizations with the rest of it. Leadership, strategy, culture, change management, etc. You can connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter. For now, keep listening and don't forget to subscribe the podcast and do connect with me on LinkedIn. 
when you say in the collaboration world, I think the world has always been needing that collaboration. Specifically, I don't think there was ever a leader's role which did not need a collaboration. And I think uh, I would say communicate, communicate, communicate. Those are the three mantras of what changes you want to drive. Before you talk about changes, think in what is working right, what is not. And no amount of communication is a lot of right? But very crisp communication or something that connects, gives very clear direction on where we want to head and how are we going to proceed to it and the regular updates on how are we progressing or pivoting on the journey we set up. Because I think that transparent view is very, very important in a leader's journey. Okay, okay. I would I would just add there, you know, sometimes we sure. communicate because, you know, uh, I mean, as an outgoing one, like, you know, we want to communicate, so we communicate. But, you know, I think the real communication is when you are understanding what the people want to hear. Absolutely. Right? What, are their, Absolutely. What, are the, what are their needs, right? You know, what are they worried about? What are they motivated about? And then, you know, uh, building these things into your communication. So, uh, but, 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 but good answer there. That's and exactly why it's like sinking. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there was another one about Senthil. What are the most important traits to look for when hiring a new employee? So Shweta, one of my, uh, you know, uh, rapid fire questions was was hijacked by Seshu. So I'll make this as a rapid fire question for you. What are sure. the most important traits, traits to look for when hiring a new employee? Three of them, just three. One, potential of the candidate, not just what the person has done. Potential he or she can. The cultural thing. Very important. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think the cultural fitment uh, of the individual to an organization is very important. And then, of course, the technical skill set the individual brings in from past Okay. Okay. So uh, here is a question from my old colleague uh, Vipesh Devre. How will how we will measure success post digital transformation and how you start planning digital transformation roadmap at HeroCycle? Sure. So measuring success starts with defining or blueprinting at that point itself because we should identify the key kpis we want to impact through this journey whether that is inventory whether that is loss of sales whether that is you know even financial book closure whatever that is or, or better visibility on data if it is analytics uh, or or SSE or equivalent solutions better planning so that like i said loss of sales doesn't happen better forecasting whatever your kpis are those are defined at the time of blueprinting those are baselined at the end of as is and they are measured at the time of six months or a year after so it is not an activity that we start at least in my view after the delivery of the Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a that's very 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 valid one, uh, Shweta. That we define the success criteria right at the beginning, and not that you know we've done everything now. Is it successful or not? I think it has to be based on a baseline and an outcome targets, and then you see you know where are we in that scale of zero to uh, ten. Okay. So Shweta, we are to the final leg. I know we are a little bit running a little bit late, maybe about five seven minutes more. And uh, here's my rapid fire questions for you. Why are you shy of social media? We don't see you on LinkedIn. So, yes. No, I am on LinkedIn. But yes, my view on A, of course, demands on my time are conflicting. And then I'm also very conscious of living the digital point of view, right? 
whatever we leave on digital media is forever. It's like a permanent mark, and I think everyone should be responsible. So I do my part. Okay, so you you, you yeah. tend to be more on the conservative side. Okay, good. Absolutely. But you know, I mean, uh, here's my uh, unsolicited advice to you. You have so much of you know wisdom to share. Maybe if not now, sometime later, you know, try coming here. Okay, more often. Okay. Absolutely. So my second rapid fire question was about you know how do you say no to Uh, business guys so that was hijacked by sesh you will move on to number 3 what's the importance of mentoring in your personal professional growth i think to me is was of huge i was i would say lucky to be part of an organization like general where i was beneficiary of gwen and then i also try to give back and contribute to the uh, gf women network but you know those moments when you feel things will collapse and you probably cannot continue you need someone who's lived through the journey to tell you hold on right there take 10 days it will it will all settle right that role mentors in my journey uh, has played and i think i've seen through those days so thanks to each one of them without taking their names on this platform they know who they are okay okay that may, that brings a smile on my face so <laughs> <laughs> definitely jagdish <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so my next rapid fire question is biggest difference in working with an mnc and then with a family business i think i did talk about that as well briefly another question i want one i would say culturally and from an ownership standpoint you are not just owning your apartment or your function you are expected to own the entire out right it is of which function it is so that i would say is well ownership mindset okay yeah. yeah so what's the most important advice you would give to a shweta just starting out after college and you know what be careful because this is the advice to all the young budding tech manager girls out there just like i said i think earlier in the conversation just keep going focus on your strengths keep building on to them every you know i would say it in hindi every tir you add to your quill right is going to help you in your journey thereafter whether it is you know if you can't go very fast and even if you have to take roles like training so whatever that gives you high flexibility do that but keep working in your area of trust even if it's four hours right but yeah. stay at it keep going and you'll be able to pursue come back to the back so uh, you know i just want to add to that exactly it resonates with that i wanted to say it earlier i just flipped my mind uh, we earlier had kalpana maniar on clarity chat so she was the cio of edelweiss and she had a you know a, a, her career was going great guns as a financial services consultant and she was in us and she shifted back you know for some uh, family uh, medical issues and uh, it was perfectly okay for her to like you know come out of a corporate role and just do consulting roles you know it was her version of like you know walking and not running just to do consulting roles and when you know when those times passed you know she again took a full time role in edelweiss and then rose to be the cio okay so shweta last point in the chat your chance to get even with me i've been asking you all the questions so your chance to ask me questions. absolutely absolutely jagdish so keeping you on the hot seat what are the two key takeaways in your 
corporate journeys, right? Whether it is um, resourcing, whether it is tech, that you have taken away, and you would want all of us treading that path to learn. Okay, okay. No, that's a that's a great question, Shweta. I think the first one is that we need to differentiate between the real and virtual. The only thing which is real is people. I mean, organizations, processes, frameworks, organizational structures. You know, vendors. Uh, you know, customers. You know, all of these are like you know tags that are there on people so, so we have to be absolutely people focused so yesterday someone asked me a question that Jack, you you treat your uh, vendors nicely i mean why I, say, I don't look them as vendors i look them as people then i need to be nice to people that's what uh, you know we were taught you know and you know, i want to like you know tell everyone out there that you must read uh, yuval noah harari's uh, book sapiens where he you know explains it so nicely that a lot of lot of what we have you know built as humans is like you know just virtual and it can actually like you know be different in a way of like you know tomorrow somebody who's a customer tomorrow can actually you know buy you out and become an owner of you i mean which happened with the between web tech and the transportation right <laughs> so you know so we got to move away from the tags and focus on uh, people so that's one learn i think the second biggest learning uh, that i had is also like reflected in my post which is first principles i've done such a variety of roles you know right from being a service engineer to are doing BPR roles to, you know, learning technology on CRM and then, you know, doing enterprise transformation and then now entrepreneurship. I think everything is out there to be learned if you just keep your, you know, keep those judgments aside that I know it or I don't. I think the only thing that matters is, am I ready to learn it? And as long as you're ready to learn it, I think, you know, every, everything is uh, out there open to you uh, to to, to learn and be fulfilled about entrepreneurship for me has been like that <laughs> completely new learning you know starting from base zero again and just applying the first principle principles of learn evolve learn evolve and then you know making it happen and similarly i would say you know like clarity chat i never ever knew how to do a linkedin live and, you know we just like started accidentally and we have done it and the whole format and the processes and all we have learned from first principles we have evolved it i mean for example you know the those uh, those questions that you see at the bottom they were not there in the first clarity chat right and uh, you know the process that you see it was like much much more primitive uh, in the first clarity chat so it's like you know just the process of learning don't be uh, you know don't look at it like you know am i good at it or not it's just i think what we need to look at is that am i learning or not okay thanks shweta so you actually asked me two questions instead of one but yeah you know i am i'm perfectly okay because i asked you so many more okay <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it was really informative, Shweta. A lot of learnings and takeaways. Uh, being hands-on, I just narrate a few of them. Being hands-on, you know, creating a no-nonsense image that gets you recommendations, not just once but multiple times. You know, even when you don't know whether the role is there, you know, the recommendation you will basically get sought out if you have built the brand image of being an outcome person or being a, a no-nonsense person, right? Uh, being hands-on, you know, just dirtying your hands wherever uh, you are again again a great one at that and then uh, you know some good learnings you know in terms of the hacks for being a woman professional and how to balance your uh, work and life yeah you know i think those learnings you know where you converted your imlp into like you know what a young it manager should be doing to build a career they, those, those were awesome so with those takeaways uh, guys out there everyone thanks so much uh, for attending this and thank you shweta for uh, for for being on this chat Wow, what a spellbinding and spirited discussion with Chweta. I hope you loved it as much as I did. 
especially our women colleagues and friends out there. Please subscribe to the Clarity Chat podcast. It's available on all major podcasting platforms. In our next podcast, I will host Dhiren Savla, Group CIO of VFS Global. Watch out for our next Clarity Chat podcast with Dhiren Savla.